everybody, and welcome back to the Soda Pop Podcast. My name is Kaya Williams, and I'm here with a very special guest. Say hi. Hi. Everybody, this is Liv. Um, we are going to talk about the fun uh, topics that is just the horror genre overall. Absolutely. And we may or may not be talking about the Five Nights at Freddy movie. I, I have no regrets of this. <laughs> Um, I'm but, so excited. Uh, before we get started, the reason Liv is here with us today is because we did an episode at store. However, all of our store, like, stuff is, not store stuff, <laughs> um, all of our filming and recording equipment for pop-ups is just cursed. And so, it deleted all of the sound and audio. We have the footage from it, just none of the audio. Sadness. And last time we did this, it corrupted. So, currently, we're making them up one person at a time of anybody who wants to come back and record an episode with us. And if you want to, please just send me an email at sodapop, S-O-T-A-P-O-P, at una.edu. And um, if you don't want to send me an email, you can just give me a DM on Instagram at unasodapop, S-O-T-A-P-O-P, on Insta. And I will get back to you. I'm the one seeing the emails. I'm the one reply, um, replying to DMs. It's all me, babies. I'm not scary. I promise. <laughs> um, but before we get started, we're going to do a fresh squeeze. Fresh squeeze, as you don't know, is where we try a new lemonade and talk about new music that we've been listening to. Absolutely. Like, you weren't here, but last week I recorded with River, who was also on the store. But yeah. I found out that I've practically drink it, drunken. Drinking? <laughs> drinking. I have drunk every single... Um, what is it commercial lemonade that you can buy in a store yeah um except this brand this is one of the few brands i have not drinking all of them of i have never seen this brand before at all it's by the chevron right next to the football stadium interesting yeah this one is called old time we are not sponsored (laughs) um and this one is the caribbean blends i actually for the store episode fun fact i actually had the blueberry lemonade of this was it any good it was good i've never had a blueberry lemonade before I've never really liked them, but I always had like this one, like it was in a glass bottle. I don't, but it was like way too pulpy and I hated that. Like it was fine. But then when I got to the pulp, I just wanted to gag. Yeah. No, this one wasn't pulpy at all. It seems nice. As always, gotta give it a shake. I found out people don't shake their lemonades, which is crazy. ASMR. You supposed to? I didn't even know that. Yeah. I didn't know that. It shakes it up. You gotta shake up the sugar. (gasps) That makes sense. Okay. Now ASMR open. Those are nice. Okay, cheers. Mm. <laughs> My bad. That's not bad. It's not bad. It's it's nice and tart, which I like. I did prefer the blueberry to this one because it had a little bit more sugar. It had a little more flavor, I think, because the blue blueberry. This, one, this one's like a little bit like like what you said, a little more tart. But like, yeah, honestly, this would this is actually not. Oh, it says premium. Juice cocktail, no wonder. I was about to say. It sounds good if it could be mixed in with some. It's like, ah, well, there you go. Yes, this is a blender for something. Um, but no, this is not bad at all. On a scale of 1 to 10. Like a good 7.5. I would give this about a 6.5. It can it can be more. Yeah. It's a good base. It's literally just pink lemonade. So it's supposed to just be a base, you know? The aftertaste is actually pretty pretty good. It's better than the initial drink. Yeah, I like the aftertaste. Because sometimes lemonades give you terrible aftertaste. Yes, and then like... To me, and this is why I don't drink lemonades all that often, is because like it makes my tongue kind of dry out. This is not this is not like that to me. This no. is actually not bad. It's a really good lemonade. Mm-hmm. Um, well, Liv, now that we had our lemonade, we need to know what songs you've been listening to. If you don't know, um, all these songs can be found on a playlist on Spotify under the title "Fresh Squeeze" on the UNA School of the Arts profile. So go check it out. What have you been listening to? 
oh, man, the things I've been listening to. The things I've been listening to have been, like, you know, slightly kind of dark because, like, you know, it's been around, you know, the Halloween time. So it's like yes. you got to listen to something kind of dark. Yeah. But there's this one song in particular. It's not spooky, but it's, like, one of those songs that kind of makes you think. Like, I'll, when it comes to the horror factor of stuff, because, you know, we're going to talk about that anyways. Yeah. I like movies that kind of really make you, like, really think of, like, what it's really about. And this song called, you know, My Little Dark Age. That's the song I've been listening to. Ooh. It's just like, and the whole reason behind this song is, is because like, you know, what had happened with, you know, the 2016 election, like that kind of depression. Yes. But I've been seeing it in edits of like one of my favorite horror movies of all time, which is Jordan Peele's third movie, Nope. Yeah. And like, I think it just goes so well with it. And like, I've been listening to that like a lot, like I'm not depressed or anything, but (laughs) it's just, um, (laughs) my bad. You're good. It's just that, I don't know. Sometimes, like, I just like to listen to songs where I can just sit back and, you know, not really think about it. Or I like to create stories in my head whenever yes. I'm listening to music. Oh, 100%. All the time. Like, as a kid, you're in the car making your own mu- music videos. Yes, exactly. And it's like, and sometimes you have to replay it over and over again. It's like, I'm not feeling it hard enough or I'm not thinking about it hard enough. Yes. And that's just one of those songs to me. No, that's fair. I forgot who sings it, but, like, it's a really good song. I will look it up and put it on the playlist. Um, For me... We're talking about horror and nothing scarier than an emo, okay? Right. And I've been hearing a whole bunch of talks about, like, how emo music does not exist anymore. What? Because there's, like, no there's no new bands like that, you know, who is, like, doing the do, you know? Yeah. Who's, who's doing what they did back in, like, 27. Not 27. Mm-hmm. T- 2007. 2007. Oopsie poopsies. The, um, er- the early 2000s and the late 90s were it, man. The album, I've been listening to this album literally on repeat. All my friends hate me because of it. I've been listening to it since it dropped, I think, like, October 15th. Mm-hmm. And that's called Face for the Radio. Ooh. Um, It is so good. And, I mean, it gives you all the emo feels, all of the nostalgia. It's just it's just good music on top of that. Like, the whole joke, because I found them on TikTok, because, of course, I did. The whole joke is that, like, their English teacher wrote it because <laughs> of how many metaphors and similes and stuff are in it. But it's just good music. I can't help it. yeah good music is good music i don't care how corny it is i don't think it's corny i don't think emo music can be corny like it's like it's that kind of music i grew up with this music exactly yo like not even kidding like my mother used to play my chemical romance like every morning going to school exactly it's just good um so uh the name of we're gonna call them for um in case children are watching pop tropical people exclamation point <laughs> um they're a real title that i will gladly tell you afterwards yeah. uh, but we we love them i love the fact that their name has pop tropica in it because that's just a, such a it's just it's such a thing you know it's such a fun thing to like say really yeah so uh pop tropica people exclamation point for the moment uh but we love them it's really good i want everybody to listen to it again and it, it it's listen. bringing back the emo music that everybody's been missing you know is what I call it. And I, 10 out of 10, great. Recommend it to any and everyone. Absolutely. I got to give this a listen. Now you can You have me. to. It's just good. It's so good. Every, all my friends hate me right now because it's the only <laughs> thing I've been listening to on repeat. And I'm the same person who will listen to an hour, a song for like three hours. Same. And it's just like, what have I been doing? No, I was driving down to Montgomery to go see my family. And I literally listened to Evacuate the Dance Floor for about three hours. Oh, that song. I have not listened to that in a minute. And you think I would get annoyed, but all three hours of that drive, it was just evacuate the dance floor on repeat. 
let's talk about Liv. Liv is a freshman here, correct? No, I'm a junior, actually. You're a, are you transferred? Yeah. Oh, Liv is a transfer. I didn't know. No, it's okay. A lot of people said, oh, you're a freshman. Like, uh, like uh, they were telling me all about the school. And I'm like, nah, babes. Junior. No, we've had a lot of trans. Oh, Liv is a cat major. I mm-hmm. need to say that. Um, but we had a lot of transfers in the department this year instead of like just freshmen. So I was like, I'm just so used to more freshmen. Yeah, no, that's that's totally valid. Yeah. So tell us about yourself. Like, why are you here? Why did you choose UNA? Well, I chose UNA like um, like in like my last semester. Like I knew I wanted to do stuff with, with film, but I didn't know exa- exactly where I was going to go or like how to do that because I thought about going to, you know, SCAD University in Georgia. But, you know, they had to, you know, have out-of-state tuition. Like, that yes. was way too expensive. Very expensive. And, you know, way out of the way, out of, you know, out of my hometown. And then uh, my teacher's like, hey, UNA's, you know, really cool. You should come check this out. Like, you know, um, Mike Johnson said that, you know, he was going to come down, you know, give us, you know, a little rundown of what it's like. And I just like the way that, you know, he talked about it. And then we did like a uh, – we came here for the film festival um, earlier in the spring. George Lindsay Film Festival. Yeah. And, like, I just – I just love the campus. We walked around like we went into the George Lindsay Theater in the black box. That was my first time being in there. Mm -hmm. And I just I loved it. I loved being in there like I just felt like it was my calling. But not only that, it's like way less expensive than SCAD. (laughs) SCAD is very expensive. But also I just heard like it's such a great program. And they're like, oh, but the theater and the film department is now collaborating together. Mm -hmm. So you won't just be doing film. And I thought, oh, well, that's cool. Mm -hmm. You know, in case I wanted to do some theater stuff because I was a theater kid in high school. Yes. As as one Being a theater, you don't don't escape being a theater kid, you know? (sighs) I have learned that as being here. I have learned that. You just travel to different avenues. Some of us become, you know, like Disney kids. Mm -hmm. Well, Disney adults is a proper term, I guess. Pretty much. Or like, you know, you just become a performer or you just become like one in hiding. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. You don't ever stop being the theater kid, you know? No, because see, the crazy thing was is that I wanted to be a band kid, but because of my dyslexia and ADHD, you know, I have trouble, you know, with the uh, with the music, you know, following yeah. along. And they're like, no, you just suck. <laughs> so I became a theater kid. Yeah. Uh, what got you into film? Honestly, I just grew up with film, like, my entire life. Like, I remember, like, whenever my mom would leave to go to work and it was in the summer, you know, again, we were poor. We didn't have phones, you yeah. know, at that time. We would just watch movies, like, all the time, back to back, and we would make games out of it. Like, we would remember whole scripts. Like, we would do the voices. Oh. Special You, features. like, turn off and, like, see if you can, like, keep up with it? Yeah. A lot of my favorite things. Or we would just try to do it in our own way or, or in, like, different voices to yeah. see, like, how – just to make each other laugh, really. Yeah. But we, we would also discuss about, like, things that we would have done differently, like, what was the best part about it, stuff like that, you know, growing mm-hmm. up. See, I'm not a film person. I'm a very bad actor because I don't watch anything ever. I, I can't act to save my life. I mean, I can if I really want to, but like I prefer being a director, honestly. No, that's fair. I just don't like I'm, I'm such a bad person because I don't ever watch any film. So people are like, have you seen this film? Have you seen this film? It could be a cult classic. I don't know any of the things that you're talking about. And I'm like, oh, you know this actor. I'm like, I, I don't know what you're talking about. I was like that until about five years ago. So uh, people are slowly trying to convert me, but I don't have an attention span, which is the definite of my generation. That's, on again, that's valid. That's totally understandable. But like when it, whenever it came to horror movies, I was invested. Yeah. Like I, I was 12 years old when I first watched my horror movie. Mm-hmm. Actually, no. I was younger than that. I was nine. And what it, was what what was it? Ooh, it's kind of bad. This movie was bad. Tell like, me. It shouldn't have been my first horror. <laughs> it should not have been my first horror movie. It was Halloween three. 
Okay. And if you and if anybody knows that within, you know, the Halloween, you know, franchise, Halloween 3 should have not been made. Because I think what they were trying to do with the franchise was that they would tell stories that goes on on Halloween. Yeah. And, you know, just kind of break away from, you know, the Michael Myers aspect of it. But it just did not work out. But it freaked me out because in like that movie, like the kids would put on, you know, these Halloween, you know, masks and they would either become it. Like, there was this one where they did, like, a test run with, like, this kid wearing, like, a jack-o'-lantern one, and his pumpkin head just began to rot. And that scared the crap out of me. Yeah, nine. It would probably be terrifying. Yeah, there were bugs coming out of it, flies, snakes, like, all sorts of things coming out of this kid's head. And I'm just like, what is this? Okay, uh, well, I I don't even, I, I don't know. I, my technical first horror movie was, like, Coraline. But even then... <sighs> Can you even count that being a movie? I was terrified as all of nine of me. I was seven when I watched that. I was either eight or nine. Honestly, I have a terrible commemorance of time, but I'm pretty sure it was eight or nine. And I was terrified. (laughs) I was spending the night at my cousin's house and my dad had to come pick me up because I was crying. (laughs) Oh my goodness. So like, I'm not a, like I've, the older I've gotten, the better I've gotten at horror and I can watch stuff now. I should have brought my Coraline little uh, sweatshirt. I actually bought that the other day from Hot Topic. I'm obsessed with Coraline. This is just a fun fact about everyone knows about this. If you listen to the show long enough, I love Coraline. Coraline is the best. And it's, to me, it's a good intro into beginning horror. I, I remember when I first showed my dad that movie. Yeah. He was like, what are you watching? Why are you doing this? No, my dad like watched me watch Billy, Billy, Billy and Mandy as a child and was like, what is that? And I'm like, <laughs> Courage the Cowardly Dog is so much, much scarier than this. Ooh. Like that is terrifying. Return the slab. <laughs> Return like, the no, slab. No, my, I think the scariest person to me was the guy with like the hair cutting, like the blonde guy. Yeah. That was like, absolutely terrifying to me. And he kept saying like how he would do naughty things and it's like. Yeah, it's creepy that show was terrifying it really was like honestly billy and mandy was very tame yeah it was just you just had the grim reaper there occasionally who had a jamaican accent i love the grim reaper he's great but it's it's a very weird genre of them playing um of like knowing like what could be for kids versus Mm -hmm. what's not you're always like teeter-tottering a lot yeah (laughs) <laughs> no, but circling back to Coraline, I was seven years old when I first watched that movie. My sister got it from the Red Box. We, mm-hmm. were, t- we were contemplating on stealing it. Yes. But we didn't. We didn't. Yes. But I remember watching that. My mom's like, don't let her watch that. And Kayla's like, nah, let, that, who's my sister? She's like, nah, let's see what happens. Yeah. I loved it. Like It's a good movie. They, they always said that, the you know, like in the beginning, like whenever she's, you know, redoing the doll, I always saw that with fascination, not with creepiness. No, it's a very, like, I feel like horror movies get people theorizing and thinking beyond just like what the movie tells you yeah and i love that about the horror genre is that it it grows out so much and people have like such fascinating theories which i think most of them are hoopla uh (laughs) because it's Coraline. but like they take this to like every movie genre from Mm -hmm. like nope to um to the scream movie yeah to like literally everything the theories that come from it are like i love that it gets people thinking yeah absolutely like here's the thing about theories they don't have to be right or wrong they just have to you know it's one little thing that makes somewhat of sense yes and i've heard like so many like you know theories about Coraline because like i know that beldam means witch and that's what that's what the ghost children called her and what made me think was that how did she get to be like this yes was she always this way or was she human before she got Cursed. Like, like Greek mythology where she just like popped up one day or yeah. like what? Why is she made of needles? Yes. Why why, why sewing specifically? Why a ragdoll? 
Honestly, I think it has something to do with like um, not almost like a voodoo doll kind of like aesthetic it to it. Like that's what I was thinking. A hundred percent, it is. And like I think that's why like the dolls were made, and that's why I liked it so much because like I was also fascinated with New Orleans and you know the spookiness of it all. That's all connected. Exactly. What is one of your favorite horror movies that you've like ever watched? My favorite horror movie of all time that I've ever watched? Yeah. Like I said before, it's Jordan Peele's Nope. That has me in a chokehold because before that movie came out, it was Get Out. Yeah. And it's not about the it's not about the story in general. It's like how he built up to it and the little things that kind of show you, hey, things ain't all right here in the neighborhood. Yes. Like it's the little things that make up the whole story. And, and specifically in uh, Nope, it's like it's about the movie industry and like how it treats people. Like the monster, like spoilers, I'm so sorry. <laughs> like the monster is supposed to represent, you know, your typical UFO. Yeah. But the thing is, is that if you were to see, like, have you seen the movie? I have not. I'm going to spoil it. I'm sorry. That's fine. I'm probably not going to watch it anytime soon. It, it looks like this, like, you know, saucer, but like, that's not what it is. That's just it kind of, you know, closed in on stuff. But when it opens up, it looks like this jellyfish, like, Lovecraftian archangel. Yes. And like in the middle of it, there's like this green, you know, little box that represents like a camera. Yeah. And the thing is, it takes people up, chews them up and spits out what it can't consume. Yeah. Like the movie industry does. Yeah. And like, I love that reference so much, but it also, again, spoilers, it also compared that monster to like what had happened, you know, earlier in the movie with Gordy, yeah. who was also an animal mm -hmm. who, you know, got, you know, scared of balloons and, you know, just hurt people. Like, it didn't mean to. It's just that it's an animal. It doesn't know any better. Mm -hmm. And the movie industry exploited that. Mm -hmm. And that's really what it's about. And I really do love that. Because it gets to the point where it's like, when is enough enough? Like, what are you going to exploit this time that's going to cause so much pain that you're going to benefit from? Yes. And I feel like that's very on brand with the movie industry it's very much on brand for just hollywood in general in it, general it's, a, it's just a machine that does not care exactly and like that's what i really that's what i'm really and like when i first saw that movie and when i first realized you know i wanted to go to una and mm -hmm. i first saw this movie and i'm like oh my god i could become this if i'm not careful yes and i've real and that kind of made me sit back you know realize you know my own you know mortality you know becoming self-aware of like when is enough going to be enough? Like, how far are you willing to take this for, like, that impossible shot? Yes. Or in the movie, the Oprah shot. Yes. Uh, when it comes to, like, consuming horror, is there a person, do you only prefer, like, doing it through uh, movies? Because, like, I know a lot of me when I consume horror, a lot, a lot of me. <laughs> I know for me when I consume horror, it's mainly through, like, video games. Yeah, yeah, or, yeah. Or, like, creepypastas. Oh. Or, like, folklore. Like, is there a certain, like, type of genre you prefer? Or is it just movies? Honestly, I like it all. Like, I have always been obsessed with, you know, the horror genre or the things that we can't really explain, as, you know, I like to put it. Yeah. Because, like, it's one of those things where it's, like, something went wrong along the way. Mm -hmm. And it's, like, how did it get this bad? And that's really what makes me kind of interested, and that's what I almost went to psychology for. Yes. <laughs> is that... There's something in us or something in that thing that just broke, that went wrong. And, like, that's what I always love is that – love about it is because, like, it's supposed to be wrong. And, even, and we're not supposed to understand it. I sometimes don't think it's that it's broke or it's supposed to be wrong. I feel like people are scared. Of what it of, is. Of what it is or just not thinking in that direction. Right. Because, like, think of, like, Edgar Allan Poe. Like, the, like to me, the original, like, horror genre, you know – 
person is like he he just didn't think the traditional like happy go lucky way Mm -hmm. and people find that terrifying it's just looking at it in a different light is what scares most people what's your favorite Edgar Allan Poe like story poem hold on I gotta look it up (laughs) it's been it's been so long since I read Edgar Allan Poe I'm not gonna lie also, I'm pretty sure the reason why I'm into horror so much is because, like, to get me to read, my mother would read the books that she was reading. And it was always Stephen King, Edgar Allan Poe. Like, she would, like, you know, like, in order for me to, you know, be like, what happens next? What happens next? She's like, learn to read. Learn to read. Learn to read. And I was dyslexic, so it was really hard for me. No, that is true. Like, I'm dyslexic as well. Hey, bestie. Hey. Um, I'm pretty sure it's a dream within. Ooh. I might have heard of that. Tell me how it goes. I just, I'm, it's been so long since it's I've been read so- it, but that's the name that I, is, I'm thinking I read last. So don't quote me on it because I haven't no. read it in like six years. Mine was, you know, the typical tell, you know, tell, the tell, tell heart, heart, but also the cast of Amadia, Amagi. I can never say this book. Cast of Amadiato? Yes. That one was, you know, very interesting to me because like, I thought that was the most heartless way of killing somebody the most ruthless the most heartless but the best way to kill someone you know what i i'm so happy you brought up murder <laughs> um one of my favorite things is like modern horror 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 uh is like the id channel Ooh, yes like i used to watch a thousand ways to die or like how people will watch these or like um people will watch these shows on television uh, of like, I can find out the name, but like how people like kill their husbands and like yeah. all these crimes of passion that yeah, we're seeing yeah. and just watch it so desensitized. It's kind of like, but added to the current uh, thing of true crime now, Yeah, which is technically a horror genre, but people you watch it so much they're becoming desensitized yeah and like to the things that are in real life it's especially women yes especially women because like uh you know the world that you know the world that we live in like we were told that or we were told you know as women we should be careful we need to be careful yes. we would watch these things that that could or should happen to us and so at this point we're just like we're ready for anything at this point because like no matter like what happens like we got it covered like you know emotionally yeah you know i've been out Again, I blame my mother for making me so interested in the horror thing is that she would read to me these books. But also I started watching, um, you know, Criminal Minds and stuff like that since I was six. I was six years old. And the whole reason that she got me hooked on it was because I used to run away from her in the store. And so she would show me like this one case of like this boy who they found his head in a box. This case is still unknown, I believe. Like, don't quote me if I'm wrong. They might have just solved it. Mm -hmm. But she would say that would be you. Stop running off from me. And so, like, that would scare me a little bit. But then, like, she would watch it, you know, early Saturday morning, like, before the cartoons would come on. Yeah. And we would watch that together. And then the cartoons came on. And it's like, that's not a way for a child to, you know, spend no, their Saturday morning. No, not a very good transition, you know? No, not at all. Because, like, my, my mother was the exact opposite. She got tired of watching all the kids' shows. So she would just put on, like, <laughs> HGTV or Food Network. Oh, the Food Network. I was never really allowed to watch the Food Network. Nobody wanted to watch it. No. <laughs> sorry and i actually was very interested in that this is a very good channel i don't know anymore but it was a very good channel well you got gordon ramsay yelling at folks and that's even funnier yeah but that's besides the point absolutely um one thing that like i love to consume um when it comes to like the horror genre like Mm -hmm. besides like because we always think traditional like horror movie yeah it's like the video game yes 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 and they are so much fun 
because it adds an interactive experience with it. Ooh, like Silent Hill. Yes. Like, it gets your heartbeat going. Mm-hmm. And, like, people fail to realize that because, like, I, I can't play them because it scares me too much. I would scream. Like, I'm just... Like the whole yeah. time, I will scream. And I thank the gods for YouTube, so I can, <laughs> in, so I can interact with it and still watch it and enjoy the games and still get the same kind of fear without actually playing it. Shout out to Markiplier, of course. <laughs> um, and my dad was like, "Why do you watch this?" I'm like, "Why do you watch sports?" Exactly. I can't play it, and neither can you. Right. Like we're too poor, father. <laughs> it's not even that. I'm just not good at it. Yeah. You know, I I'm not good at it. You're not good at it. It's something to enjoy either way. Oh, there's another movie. Like, since we're talking about video games, you know, going into, like, you know, a movie adaptation or, you know, a movie going into a game adaptation. The Blair Witch Project. That is, like, my one of my all-time favorite movies. I... Matter of fact, if I were to do my first film, it would be a found footage film yes. because I love that genre so much. It's a very underrated kind of genre. I and know. it's hard to do. It is. It's very, because you have to make it compelling. Yes. Because my thing is I can tap out at any point. You're just doing the same thing over and over again. What makes this one different from the other? Right. And it's if if it's done right, everybody was so scared for those kids in the Blair Witch Project. Like they send like, no, like they sent money. They sent like, you know, little like, get well cards like sorry about your dead kids and it was just like we'll help you find these kids and they're like no no it's just a movie yes it's 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 honestly like so good if it's done right and so that's like why i like the blair lich project there was another uh, there's a video game that's kind of like that oh god what is it um recently this came out was uh with amanda uh, 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 I know exactly who you're talking about. The Adventures of Amanda. Yes, yes, that one because it's, it's the all. The second game's coming out soon. Oh, they're making a second game. Yes, I didn't know that. Like uh, for people who don't know, it's like it's very similar to Blair Witch Project, where you're learning everything through um, VHS tapes, an educational video. Yeah, an edu- it's very much a play on like Blue's Clues and Dora, and how this little girl got taken advantage of, and basically is implied that she's trapped inside of a video game. But she's a demon. Like her, it's horror is weird to explain. I realize explaining the plot of a horror thing without right. just watching it is the most confusing thing in the world. Bro, Five Nights at Freddy's, am I right? We're gonna get to it. <laughs> we're, we're we're building up to it. But. It's the she's like she's like trapped inside these video like these the v, VHS tapes, and you're like learning her story by having to watch this interact with while you're stuck in a basement. Yeah, not a basement, a uh, attic. And it's so compelling. It's so, it's like, I feel so bad for her, honestly. Like, it's not even like the video game moments. It's the clips of like the real life, seeing what happened to her and her father and the agent. Those are the moments that make it. Yeah, those were the color tapes, weren't they? Like yes. the different color ones? Yes. What's so crazy about it, and this what caused me to freak out, is that one of the tapes was my birthday. Like the date of it and the time was my birthday when exactly when I was born. Oh my God. And I'm just sitting there like, Wait a minute. Wait a minute. And like, I thought I was looking at it wrong. And I'm like, no, that's my birthday. Oh my God. And I'm just like, no, no, nuh-uh, it's, no. Because my thing is like, I don't care how much blood or guts or gore you put into yeah. a film. It will never amount to just like being psychologically best. Like you, we can't even see exactly what happened to her. That's it's, what's so it's, crazy. It's the unknown that truly yeah. gets to people. Like that that's like the whole point. Is mm-hmm. you can I can see someone get their like legs chopped off. I can uh, see the blood the blood and the guts. Like that doesn't mean anything compared to what I don't know is happening. The horrors behind the unknown. Literally, like fun like there's this stupid like kid show called um 
the amazing world of gumball which is super good <laughs> but like one one character says like she just she just make, makes a bunch of noises and stuff and the thing that's scarier is what your brain comes up with versus what they actually had attended right he was like because like gumball asked the character uh i think the character's name was jamie like what what were you imagining oh i was just doing a bunch of stuff because i know whatever you came up with would be scarier than what i could say and what would that be <laughs> Like just anything, like in general, right. like you, whatever your brain comes up with is typically scarier, scarier than like anything you typically plan for. Uh uh-uh. uh. And it's just it's true, and I love that. Gumball, the amazing world of Gumball actually had some scenes that were like actually out of pocket, like actually kind of scary. Very. Much Have you so. noticed like the clown that's like in certain episodes yes. sitting in the background? It gets closer and closer and Every closer. Single episode. And they address that like yes. in the episode. I think that was a Halloween episode, and if not, that's one of like one of those quote unquote lost episodes. Yeah, lost episodes are a whole different thing. <sighs> but like that's the fun thing I love about it. Now that we've built up all this tension, we can finally <laughs> talk about the elephant in the room, mm. which is the FNAF movie. Yeah. It just came out. Spoilers now. So if you haven't watched it, please leave. Um, <laughs> love. Only thing I will say for people who haven't watched it, this is my only thing I'm going to tell you that's spoiler free. As a movie about FNAF, seven out of 10. The little lore gremlin in me, four out of 10. Uh, it's just, it's only the first movie though yeah as i'm saying this is this a little lore gremlin yeah does not like it but as an overall movie about fnaf it's a seven out of ten it's pretty solid yeah it's a solid movie it's not bad my thing is people forget that it's a pg-13 rating mm-hmm. there's not going to be that much gore it should have been rated r in my personal opinion if they want it to be all that blood and gore and guts then yeah it should have been rated r yeah however the target audience is 13 year olds even though the rest of us are like 30 and 27 going to watch these movies, it's the target audience is like 10 to 13 year olds. So, and most parents aren't going to take their like eight year old kid to go see a radar movie. Okay. Now that, that, now that that's all I'm giving spoiler free. Yeah. FNAF is a movie that is based on a horror video game. It was originally an indie video game that got up a lot of traction on YouTube after all of the traction happened. Um, it just came bigger and bigger and bigger, bigger. The fandom got so big. There's the, the video games came first and then there was a book series and then, um, then the movies happened there. There are songs about it. The cosplays are wonderful. Um, currently Chuck E. Cheese is jealous of all the attraction. (laughs) They should be. And is currently making parodies of, uh, FNAF. What do you mean they're making parodies? You didn't hear? Um, they were doing this five nights of fun at Chuck E. Cheese. No. FNAF is a, a parody of Chuck E. Cheese, by the way. I'm doing very bad at explaining that. No, like, really? Chuck E. Cheese? Chuck E. Cheese, literally, the poster is a, like a match. Like, it literally, like, if you hold them up side by side, it's literally a match for the, um, for FNAF. No, no, I know it's like, a, I know like Five Nights at Freddy's or, you know, Freddy Fazbear's is like kind of like a cheap knockoff. Yeah, of, I'm, talking about, the, I'm talking about Chuck E. Cheese made a poster. Oh, really? To match the FNAF poster of Five Nights at Friend. That's literally like, if you hold up the characters, they look the exact same. As the poster for the FNAF movie. Can they do that legally? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I was about to they would have got a lawsuit by now. I was wasn't. about to say, like, I, that that doesn't feel legal. But no, they were doing a whole bunch of stuff that, like, matched it literally this year. They really couldn't. Though. And, like, people were like, really? And then they even had cards. Someone came up to ask an employee what to say <laughs> if they brought up FNAF. Right. And so, yeah, but no, but uh, that's, like, the series. And the way this about these animatronics that are possessed. Um, by dead children Mm -hmm. i cannot tell you anything else in a simpler way other than this if you you might want to go watch a lore video on youtube for more context matthew patrick (laughs) and i have a a lot of beef but i recommend that you go out and watch lore then come back to this 
this is gonna get real niche real fast <laughs> just a heads up audience okay how do you feel about the FNAF movie I personally, uh, being the first movie and seeing like what we got, you know, from you know from what we got, I don't think it was all that bad. It's to really be frank. not. It to be frank, again, it's like a seven point, again seven point five out of ten for me, uh, only because like again, like I really liked it because like of you know again like the startup. It's just it's just so crazy to me like the actors they pulled from this. They literally got the dude who played in the freaking Hunger Hunger Games as like They Kita. got Josh Hutcherson and the Michael man Lillard behind the slaughter who was in Scream. Like literally they got the king. I I'm, I'm honestly calling him the king of horror movies no, at this he, point. No, he is at Cause this the, point. Cuz one thing about my Matthew Lillard, he's going to be in a horror movie. Oh yeah, did you notice like again spoilers. At the end like what he did whenever he like he was dressed up, you know, as like a Spring Bonnie. Yeah. It's like he did with the knife. Yeah. And I'm like, "No." way like it's so no way it's a good i'm not gonna sit and act like it's not a good movie like i was like overall the movie plot about fnaf it's actually yeah. really good it's really no i really liked it i liked like how they actually like the uh how they uh did the uh, kids and the animatronics because you yes. know they were like you know ruthless killers no they're just kids they're really just kids and people forget that oh my favorite part was when they built that fort it that was, was so sweet. No, okay, hold on. I have to bring this up because I'm not understanding where people are getting this from. Um, I'm, I'm, my TikTok is just all FNAF at the moment. Mm -hmm. And my thing is like, they're saying how each kid died. And the thing is, we don't have confirmation for this. No. Like, they're saying that like Bonnie was fighting his way when he was getting like stabbed and that Foxy was running and that Chica um, was like coerced. Which is somewhat true. Yeah. And then I forgot the one. I mean, for, that, that's kind of canon, though. And that Freddy was hiding. And there's no canonness for any of this. No. And the thing is about FNAF lore is that 90% of it is just people making up stuff. Well, the only the only one that we do know, and this is actually from the video games, yeah. like not in the movie specifically, but if they actually showed it in the movies, you know, the yeah. next one. Is Chica. Yeah, Chica. That that, that kid. she got lured from her dog. Yeah. Well, not from her dog. Her dog was dead. I know. He lured her but with yeah, the Yeah, like for the dog. Like that was the one we knew for sure that she was coerced. And she yeah. was so sad. Yes. And Freddy's was the only place that was going to cheer her up. Yes. And then she got murdered by a... Uh, a crazy person. By a... A crazy person. By, by a crazy person. A crazy British man. I, I don't know why this kind of got into my head, but like... I'm thinking about the comic books, you know, in Silver Eyes. Yes. All I was thinking of is like this TikTok thing that says like um, he he goes naked in the suit for some reason, and and all I could think of was like that one scene like you know from Euphoria that's kind of like a meme on TikTok. It's like put your pants, put your uh, put, put your pants on. It's like put your pants on. No, it's like I'm not telling you again. Put your pants on. I am who I am, and it's like you you ought to be ashamed, sir. It's just, it's just, that's why I'm like, it's certain things of like, what, like, what's your favorite theory? What's my favorite theory? Yes. Oh, there's so many theories. Hmm. There's so many theories in this. One of my theories is that this is for a security breach. Like, okay. you know, I feel like, cause like Freddie, you know, Glamrock Freddie, you know, suddenly being nice never really made sense to me. And I'm like, why would he be nice? Like, why is he, you know, nicer than the, all the other, you know, animatronics? Like, just because, you know, he fainted, that made no sense to me. And for some reason, I think he's, I think this is my own theory that I made mm -hmm. in my in my own head. I think Glamrock Freddie is like, you know, possessed by Michael. Mm -hmm. And I think that Gregory, I don't know if he's a robot or not, I, but I think that he in some way, you know, looks similar to the crying child. Yes. And I think this is a, a way from these two, you know, to kind of like, 
you know, fix, not exactly fix, but what happened, but, you know, make up for what happened. See, scaredy rich is so confusing to me. I, it's too fast. It it was it didn't have enough time to it, marinate. It didn't have enough time to marinate. Like, and I understand that Co- Scott Coffin is ridiculously known for putting out games early. Well, he he was barely involved in that one. I know he wasn't. But the thing is, like, he believed in crunch. Y'all don't need to. Like, Mm-mm. my thing is because runes make no sense. Because if you didn't read the books, I was like, what in the world is a mimic? Like, what is it? And Yo, Candy can death scare the crap out of me when he, whenever he starts telling stories. The one, like the one that he was talking about, yes. the mimic. I'm just like, uh, uh-uh, uh. No. What are you? What are you talking about? But no, it's it's from the books, and I'm like, this is why people are like, the books aren't canon, but they are canon because the mimics is from the books. So you got to pick and choose what's canon. Exactly, and it's just frustrating. But like I, because I I really do believe that FNAF ends at Ultimate Customite, mm-hmm. and then I thought VAR, v, VR, VHR. VR, VR was nice and cheeky, you know. <laughs> I loved it. It was great, and then Glitch Trap came back, and I was like, "Oh my god!" It's like let William Afton be dead. Dang it, Grandpa. Okay, like let let Peepaw be dead. Let just die, just die. Yes. Oh, there's another theory that I do have. Yes. Okay, there's. I believe that there's definitely two children possessing Golden Freddy. Yes. There's definitely. Of course. But here's the thing: Who do you think is more angry, Cassidy or Cassidy, or the crying child, Cassidy? Also, I think his name is Evan. Peep, some people think it's Evan. I'm I'm curious on why from the movie why they chose Garrett as a name. Garrett? Yeah, that's the name of of Michael's dead brother in the movie. Oh yeah, Garrett. So that's what I'm curious about is the name choice of Garrett. Who names their kid Garrett? No one does. Nobody. If your name dead Garrett, kids apparently. <laughs> <laughs> if your name Garrett, I'm sorry, I guess. But no, nah, it's it's confusing because like there's no confirmed name for the crying child. CC for right now. CC, but like I, I'm very interested in why they chose the name Garrett, and does that have any correlation to the getting the video games or not? I don't think I don't think it's something we're gonna have to think too hard on. I think that's just really more or less like a filler character just, that's supposed to represent CC. I know, cause like the, if you watch the movies, there's a lot of parallels to the um. You know what it kind of reminds me of? Like you do you remember in the games where like um we get to see that um um his uh what's his name. Charlie, yeah, Charlie. Like she, she was outside whenever, like, um, and there was this car that you know, like, purple, the purple guy, like, showed up in. Yeah, I feel like those are some weird parallels. The parallels that I've been seeing the most that I kind of agree with is like, um, because since in the movie Vanessa is William's um daughter, I didn't like that. I didn't like it either. That's where the Lord Grimmin and we said this got knocked down mm-hmm. to like four. I didn't like that. So instead, they're making like Michael, Abby, and Garrett Henry's children. Because if you watch the um, if you watch the the tape that Michael yeah. watched, the man who's fixing the animatronics looks eerily similar to Henry. Admit to um to Michael's dad. Do you think he killed them? He didn't kill them. Oh, he didn't. No, kill Will, them. William still killed them. Um, it's just saying that Henry and William switch places, and so William's still killing everybody, but Henry now has the three kids instead of just the one. I don't like that swap. I, I never said I liked it, but this is the most plausible theory at the moment. I mean, I get, like, here's the thing with FNAF, and this is something that Scott even confirmed, is that any, like, you know, like, FNAF thing that he does, like, besides the games, like, with the books and, like, this one in particular, it's, like, a different universe. It's a different universe. And, like, and I accept that. I accept that, because, like, he doesn't want to keep doing the same thing over and over and over. It gets redundant. Yes. I respect that. That's why I like this movie. However, I did not like that tiny detail. 
I, I didn't like that detail. It's just like, cause, and then originally I thought Ella was Abby. Some people think, not Abby, baby. Cause mm-hmm. some people like thought the, the animatronic they're putting Abby in was baby. I thought she was the puppet because of the way she says hello. It's the face. The oh. face, the face mold is Ella's face mold from the books. Oh. Like I said, it's really a mag- am- amalgamation from all of them. And Abby is baby, just letters rearranged. So it's very clearly that's supposed to be a connection to the two. Oh, I didn't even think about that. Yes. It's, that is like a whole thing. So when they tried to put Ella into the animatronic, I mean, not Ella, they tried to put Abby into Ella's animatronic because Ella was originally the animatronic in the book that gave Charlie life in Silver Eyes. Mm -hmm. I mean, not not Silver Eyes, the fourth door. Yeah. So it's like, I can see the connection there of that supposed to be Henry's children and why Vanessa, because originally I thought Vanessa was going to be an animatronic crazy what, what animatronic was she even no being? she just she just is one like you know in the fourth door yeah she's just an animatronic yeah that's yeah. what i just thought it was okay but turned out that's not to be the case because no. some so like i said i was the timeline's confusing fnaf is confusing i want to let it go that's one of the reason me and Matthew Patrick have so much unspoken beef. Bro, the fact that he was in the movie and then he was like, hey guys, I was in the movie now. And I'm just like, wow, we're all so shocked. Oh my God. Like there's no, like you being in the movie, like all this no, time. I, I keep seeing jokes about how everyone just says like Matthew is like when, when Scott doesn't know what to do with the Lord, he just go watch his delayed <laughs> the end video from mm-hmm. Matthew Patrick be like, yeah, no, that's what I've been to do this entire time. That we knew. Shh. No, Secrets. no, I'm not even surprised that he was. Like, matter of fact, even when he announced No, Mark it, was supposed to be in it. No, he was supposed to be the scaredy guard. I know in the beginning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he couldn't because he was filming Iron Lung, which is another horror movie Did, that is going to have, I think, the Guinness World Record for, like, the most amount of blood because he got poison, yes, yes. poisoning from using so much fake blood. Yes. <laughs> well, it's poor Mark, but... <laughs> Yay, big blood. Mm-hmm. No, Corey Kitchen though in the movie. Yes. I love that. I yes, love that, that for him. Great. I like when I first saw like first saw, you know, the trailer and him in it, I freaked out cuz like I was I was actually with my family sitting down on the couch and I watched it. I was like, "Oh, oh, oh." And I'm like, "What?" And I'm like, "Nothing, nothing, nothing." No, my dad watched. He came into like the last 30 minutes of me <laughs> watching the movie and just saw me screaming at the TV. He was like, Kaya. I'm so glad that they stuck to what the fans wanted. I'm so glad. No, my thing is they could have done what was like what critic wanted, but it just wouldn't, it wouldn't have been a movie for the fans. Yeah, no, this was for the the fans. With like the Mario movie, that's a movie for the fans. Mm -hmm. It's not a movie for critics. And the fact that they played the the FNAF 1 song at the end, I was like, I'm going to be so good. I was going to be so mad if they didn't do it. But then when I heard the, you know, like the, like, you know, the living tombstone thing going, and I'm like, yes, yes. Like, this is why I love the movie, like, so much. Because they made it exactly for their target audience. Yes. They didn't make it for the critics. They didn't make it for Hollywood. They made it for us. And I love that. I love when creators know, well, when people know what, when directors know what their audience wants. And I feel like we need more of those in Hollywood. Like, I think we need to break away from, you know, what we've been seeing the past, like, you know, couple of years now. Especially, like, with, you know, with the superhero era. I feel like that's coming to an end. I feel like it's, it's about to be a lot of fan-made things. Like, things made for fans. I think it's time that we get the monster movies back into Hollywood. I would love a good monster movie. Because we have not had, like, a good monster movie or, you know, a good franchise of it since, like, the 50s or, like, you know, the 60s. It's like, you know what? I think we're done. We're superheroes. I think we need to bring back the monsters. Yes. Just a personal opinion. I like monsters. I think they're super fun, you know? Which one's your favorite? I I was like, okay, when you were like a kid, when you get to choose <laughs> to pretend to be whatever you want, Absolutely. I always stuck between a witch or a vampire. I wanted to be a werewolf so bad. 
No, you give ver- you give werewolf energy. Thank you. Yes, <laughs> Thank you do. You. You, give, you give me witch energy, actually. I try, you know? I try. Um, But to end out, we're going to have to do... Thank you for joining just us rambling about yeah. Five Nights at Freddy's. We could keep going if we wanted yeah, to. Yeah, this is not going to make sense to anybody, but I appreciate you being here and listening with <laughs> us. Um, before we end, we have to do a fizzle down feel good. Um, that is just one good thing that's happened to you this week. Um, I will go first. Um, we are getting ready for our show off, um, which is a talent show that we're doing on November 7th. And one of the, the things that we're giving away are our statues, our golden Daves. Dave is our mascot. And I opened one up and I found, I think they're smaller than our actual Dave. He's a, he's a skeleton, by the way. Dave's a skeleton. Yeah. And he's so, they're so cute that I took one out and I've now grown emotionally attached to it that now Dave has the son <laughs> and we had to cut one of the awards. So now there's only four instead of five. Oh. Because I can't give away one of Dave's children. Oh. Yeah. Gotta keep one of them like puppies. Yeah. So now we have Junior. Uh, and that's now my new favorite thing of the week. Betsy, if you're listening to this, I love you. I didn't do that. <laughs> no, absolutely not. Of course not. What was my good thing? Mm. Honestly, just hanging out with like, you know, some friends on Halloween, just yeah. having a really good time. And we watching a horror movie. You want to guess what we watched? What? We watched Jordan Peele's Nope. Of course. We love it. Okay. One more thing I wanted to ask before we, you know, left. Yeah. What's your favorite FNAF character? <laughs> Ballora or Funtime Freddy? I like Bonnie personally. No, Bonnie's a good choice. Bonnie's an absolutely lovely choice. That's the one character that scared Scott Coffin so badly. No, I yeah, that's literally horrifying. Um, is there anywhere else that people could find you or do you want to hang out with you? Is there a way they can like connect with you on social media or something? Uh, hmm. I don't use social media. I'm no, like, I'm one fine. of those weirdos that like don't use social no, media at all. No, that is so all. fine. However, I do have a Pinterest, but I can't get my phone out right now. Don't even worry about it. But, if you want to come find uh, Liv, come to the George Lindsay Theater. Yeah, they'll probably be there. I'm, I'm there mainly all the time, or I'm just walking around. You yeah. can't, you can't miss me. Pink short hair, you cannot miss me. You'll find Liv. Liv will find you. Better yet, absolutely. Just close your eyes and then wish, and Liv will be there. <laughs> absolutely, you just wish upon a Liv star. <laughs> yeah, that's all it takes. Just a little wish. And boop i'm Liv. You hello know? <laughs> um thank you so much for being with us today thank you for having me i really appreciate this nobody ever wants to talk about fnaf with me uh, we can talk about this more often i can come back that is fine you know where my office is now yeah i absolutely. live here so thank you guys so much for listening um i will see you the next time and if you want to connect with us you can find us on social media at una sota pop or una sota una soda and una soda pop Until next time, I will see you in the next episode. Bye! Bye.